Welcome to the His Call Technology Podcast, where we are communicating tomorrow's business needs today. From just outside Nashville, Tennessee, join His Call as we discuss all things telephony, data, and infrastructure related to business leaders. Here we go. Warren Cribbins is a hardworking man that finds comfort and solace in numbers. Truth be said, he's more confident working with numbers than he is people. Warren is an officer for a community bank, and his dedication does not go unnoticed. The bank manager, Mr. Cutler, offers him a promotion, but Warren is apprehensive and does not feel up to the position. On his way out of Mr. Cutler's office, a co-worker bumps into Warren and then steps on his glasses. As Warren sits in his office looking through his cracked glasses, he sees the world differently. He begins to see accidents happen before they actually occur. Warren begins to see more clearly. As he works on foreclosures, he looks through his cracked glasses and sees the unfortunate people and their desperate future, which will happen if he goes through with the foreclosures. Cribbins is called back into Mr. Cutler's office. Mr. Cutler wants Warren to offer a farmer bottom dollar for his land since he is so far in debt he will take anything. After Warren puts on his glasses, he finds Cutler is being shady about the foreclosure because he stands to gain financially from a big highway to be built through the farm while the family loses their home. Warren is ultimately fired for arranging a loan for the family to keep their farm. On his way out of the bank, his co-worker apologizes again for breaking his glasses, but Warren assures her not to worry about it, as he doesn't need them anymore. Here we are for another great episode of the HisCall Technology Podcast. Gary Luffman, President and CEO of HisCall, recorded two podcasts last year. The inaugural episode, released 15 January 2019, is the most downloaded episode of 2019. He also recorded another podcast announcing his cause cloud. This is Chuck, and I'm pleased to have Gary back today. Gary, do you recognize the story of Mr. Cribbins? You know, while I was listening to that, I kept thinking, that sure sounds familiar. It almost sounds like one of the Twilight Zone episodes from the 60s. Uh, you're you're very good. I knew you were a big fan of uh, Twilight Zone. Oh yeah, and you're absolutely right. That's what it is. That's an that's an episode called Twenty Twenty Vision. Oh, okay. And it just seemed uh, a good introduction today as we talk about vision. You know, much has been made of this year being two thousand and twenty, of being a year of vision and clarity and those kind of things. Today, we're going to talk about his call story, your vision to, to start your own business, how the business developed with new technologies and expanded to, uh, you know, another office, and then talk about what you're looking forward to in 2020. All right. Sounds like a good plan? Sounds like a plan to me. Well, let's just jump right into it. Prior to starting his call, you had a successful career in sales and service. Mm-hmm. What made you decide to start your own business? You know, Chuck, back when I was a very young man in my 20s, I had a business, uh, inexperienced in a lot of things, but I enjoyed doing it, but I learned so much. And, of course, when the economy in the early 80s hit, the interest rates went up so high, 
the the end result was we ended up having to go out of business i had 16 people on payroll and i thought i don't ever want to do this again all i can say is uh the good lord has different plans sometimes than we have our own plans because i thought if i ever go into business again it won't be anything that size and here we are now at his call and we've got uh, roughly 60 people and we're growing you know that answers something i've often wondered when you started his call if you envisioned a company that would have multiple offices and employees in multiple states we did not at all when i started his call with the help of my wife sarah she helped me in the early days because honestly i couldn't afford any help I had left AT&T, and that was one of several large companies that I'd had the opportunity, and I will say the pleasure, of working for over the years. At AT&T, it was a very good, very good company. The focus was on customer service. Well, over time, unfortunately, they kind of lost that vision, if you will. It was more about the bottom line, and I've always felt like if you take care of customers, the bottom line will take care of itself. Between 94 and 95, I thought, this is just not fitting anymore for me. And I thought, we got to do better than this. And I had a plan that I would set up a small company. And there'd be three or four or five of us. And we'd subcontract back to AT&T. I pondered over this for about a year. I told the general manager, I said, you know, I really like you, but I can work with you, but I can't work for you anymore. This is what I'd like to do. be the best contractor you've ever seen. So what our plan was is we were going to be a subcontractor to AT&T. So I went back into sales uh, for another company doing a whole different type of business. That allowed me to be able to, to put the paperwork in and come back as a service provider. But by the time I that all that had happened, it had already changed to Lucent Technologies. So here we go down this road and the paperwork came back as a Lucent authorized service provider. Mm -hmm. I thought, okay. And did that for a number of years and supplied services, uh, programming, some installation and such. And I would get people to help me when I needed help, but that was my night and weekend job until 2000. Uh, that's when we went full time. And it was also at that time, Sarah said, now look, my wife, she said, you've got to get some help i can't help keep helping you on on this and uh so we hired our first person in april and then in july i hired two more people that's uh bobby and lucas who are still here with us and then um we grew and by the end of that year the name had changed again there was a lady that was working um that i also had had the pleasure of working with years ago that you know uh, kathy wood she decided she wanted to leave um, and told me in January, and I said, well, great, come on over here. I'll, I'll, I'll apply for a dealership, even though I didn't plan on his call selling products at that time. I said, when you want to come? She said, October. And I paused, and I said, Kathy, this is January. She said, I don't feel like it's right to leave right now for some reason. Don't know why. The, I feel like the good Lord is telling me wait till October. Her husband even wondered why she's waiting. I didn't know, she didn't know, and sure enough, Lucent spun off, as you well know, and it became Avaya October 1. Now, I can't make this stuff up. This is how it happened. I started applying for a dealership about a month or so prior to, set up the meetings, 
we got the dealership, the rights to sell of our equipment, and that's where we started. By the end of 2000, we had seven of us in his call, and I thought, that's enough. By the end of 2000. By the end of 2000. So when I thought we might just do something for planning, programming, training, assisting, subcontracting, now we're a dealer. Mm-hmm. In the same year that we went full time, and I thought, okay, we got a, we got seven people. That's plenty, and we had started an office in Knoxville with with one person up there. I thought this is this is good. The next year, I believe we had twelve. All right, I thought this is enough. The next year we had twenty some odd. I thought, okay, this is enough. And every year it, we as we progress. So today. Uh, goodness, I'm very pleased and proud of to say that we have the staff that we've got and we're growing. Uh, our facility in Dixon outside of Nashville, as you know, is over 30,000 square foot in a building that we moved into in 2004. We've got a, a nice location in Knoxville, uh, a whole crew up there now of, of several people. So I feel like I'm one of the most blessed men on the planet our goal is, as you well know, is to provide that service still. After all these years, that is what I feel is missing. The technology, everybody knows you can go online, you can find it, buy it, uh, but who's going to be there to help you with it, to put something in, make it work right, or be there, you know, at 2 o'clock in the morning if, if it breaks and you've got something really happening going, you know, it, you know, really important going on and you need that quick service. So that's still what we're about. It's not the the brands or the products, even though we're very blessed to represent a lot of really good uh, products. It, it's going to be the people here, the, the service that we provide. That's still our number one focus. I know in, in hearing you talk about your career, you've always had a passion for service. You, you know, the companies you worked for kind of led you into sales and all the while you you had this desire to really be helping customers and providing service. That passion for service carries over into the company that you've created. Um, Gary, as you were talking about his call being different and providing service, it reminds me of the announcement we did on the podcast last year in the his call cloud. You chose to go that path to develop our own. Correct. Because you were not able to serve the customers in a way that you wanted to. That's correct. With using other vendors. That's correct. We chose our platform and we built our architecture here to support it. Our system, it is a product that is very well tried and proven, but we have got redundancy and redundancy behind the redundancy. So in other words, if our cloud system, see a lot of cloud providers when you go to tell them, well, where's your product? They either say, I don't know, or it doesn't matter, or whatever. Well, it does matter to me. It does matter to me. Where is the engine that's going to supply the communications? I don't mind telling anybody at all. It is right here in his call in a very, very tightly secured area. We have redundancy here, but we've also got a system in Knoxville that backs that up. So it's like a third layer, if you will. The likelihood of our system going down is extremely low. I'm just saying that we have that ultra-redundancy in place 
And the difference between his calls cloud before, regardless of products, is the fact it goes back to treating people like you want to be treated. I don't want to sign a contract with anybody if the product doesn't work and then I'm stuck with it. And I think any of our listeners would feel the same way. Unfortunately, about every cloud company out there, when you sign a contract, you're in a three-year deal or whatever, if it works, great. If it doesn't, then they've got all these long-winded exclusions and how many times they got to be out before they could get out of a contract. No. Ours is very clear. If you don't like what we do here, you can get out of that contract. Um, but if they want cloud, we can definitely provide them what we feel is the best breed for the cloud solutions. On our cloud service, not only can it do all the things from the voice, but we can also run video, phone-to-phone, conference bridging, you name it. Well, I, I know you looked very hard at, at options in providing that as customers began to ask for it, and, and ultimately we landed here because you knew that you could take care of the customer in the way that you expect his call to treat customers. One of my favorite things to hear you tell, we often hear people you know, think, I wanna, I'll start my own business and it'll be glamorous and, you know, and, and all this kind of thing. <laughs> But when you started, you mentioned starting with with Sarah, who was a nurse, and you had another job. And one yeah. of the things I like to hear you tell about is she's driving you around to yeah. jobs at night and on the weekends, and oh, y'all yeah. are eating hot pockets in the truck and yeah. stuff on the way. Yeah, we we did that so many times, and we had like Valentine's days and uh, anniversaries or wedding anniversaries and stuff. We can't remember now if it was where we at a gas station eating hot pockets for dinner. Or was it a Waffle House at like 2.30 a.m.? Mm-hmm. And I'm excited, and she's tired. And I said, look, we got to have come up with a name because we're going to have to start filing some things here. And this was just our first few months of getting going in there. And she looked at me and tired, and she pointed up and said, it's going to be his call if we make it. And I'm like, oh, I like that. Right. So that's where the name came from. I got you. I, that's another story I enjoy telling. You know, very often you – you're in an elevator or an airport and, and wearing the His Call shirt and people will see the cross mm-hmm. on the name, on the logo. And often they'll ask, you know, what is His Call? What do you do? Well, what does the name mean? You know, you know so we get to tell that. That's true. And sometimes people don't ever get it. And that's okay. We're not here to try to push our Christian beliefs on anybody. Uh, but we are trying to just quietly say just like Luke six thirty one, we're going to treat people like we want to be treated. See the uh, to go back for the companies that I used to work for. There was a lot of good things out of multiple companies. They all had good things. These these big corporations have the really good stuff. They do it, but they've also unfortunately got some bad things because of being corporate. Well, even though his call is a corporation, uh, when we are an S corp, I decided you know when we do start this. I would like to pick up all the good stuff that I learned from all those companies, uh, but not bring any of the bad stuff with me. Mm-hmm. And so we tried our best to do that, try to have a, a caring family type of atmosphere, but still abide by corporate guidelines and rules and regulations that uh, they're imposed. So we're trying to say, let's be more flexible. Don't do things that just don't make sense. Don't take five steps to do something when two is all you really need and let's just get on and focus 
laser focus on taking care of that customer. And that's still what our mission is. Mm -hmm. So you wanted to create a company not only that was providing excellent service, but you wanted it to be different from some other large corporations that, you know, where people can become just kind of a number. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of the first things. Got two quick stories about that. First off, when I said whenever we build our database of clientele, I do not ever, ever want to hear an employee that works at his call to ever have a customer on the phone and say, what is your customer number, please? No. So our systems are easy to understand where you don't have to search by that. And also, our staff is so wonderful that they get to know people so well that anybody that that regularly uses us, they know their voice and they get to know them. Mm -hmm. So that's the... That's one thing. And the other thing is, when we first started here, I was personally handwriting checks. Our CPA at that time offered, said, look, I can do your checks. Um, And I said, that'd be great. So I gave him the information. All right. We're going along, and, you know, we're we're starting to get some things moving. Uh, Again, we're very small. We've got about probably about 20-some-odd employees at that time. And it, we're about a year, uh, let's see, no, we're about a dozen po- folks, I guess, because it's about a year and a half into it, I took my first paycheck, okay? Now, that all being said, one day, somebody comes to me, oh, it's probably been years later, and they look at my badge and say, why is yours number 10? Did you start with 10? I, I had to look at it, and it hit me all of a sudden. I said, oh, I can tell you because I was the 10th person to get a paycheck. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. The company has become one of Tennessee's largest technology product firms, recently recognized by the Business Journal. You've got employees in multiple state, fleet of vehicles, multiple offices. But you didn't grow that by continuing to rely upon one technology. No. As I look at the timeline on the HisCall website, you added a security department in 2008, an audio-visual department in 2009, 2010, nurse call department. So you're expanding, adding technologies and products. How did you know, what did you see that you decided you needed to add those kind of things? Well, a few reasons. Here's the deal. We were growing just oh my goodness leaps and bounds because there was such a need at the time for providing good telephony services for businesses and uh, just to go back to when we went full-time in 2000 to 2007 we were growing oh 20 percent or more year after year sometimes it was almost double the telephony business was still booming we had added cable and fiber we we're a, a full bixie service uh, training center as you know and and uh, you had another really good podcast on that by the way and we formed the that training center here and when we moved in this building in 2004 so here we are in 2007 and it's our best year ever we're looking at future growth and so forth and then here comes uh, long story short, here comes 2008 that a lot of business owners would realize and remember that was the, some people call it the crash of Wall Street. So many things changed right then. 
I knew then we've got to do something because I do not want to ever lay off anybody. Unfortunately, we did have to go through that, some trimming like a lot of companies did. We had to make some changes. I thought, okay, what can we do here? And, of course, after I prayed about it and thought about it and thought, well, it's obvious to me we are very talented here with a lot of wonderful folks and we do cable and fiber infrastructures and we know that our forte is taking care of businesses so it was obvious to add security cameras access control and then right after that uh, audio visual and i've had experience in those things and some previous careers i've had in the hospital environments so to me it was a perfect fit as you noted earlier, we do some nurse call systems. So basically, it's communications in businesses. Years and years ago, 95% of our business was voice, and about 5% of it was cable and fiber for it. Today, about half of our business, and it can fluctuate from month to month of maybe 47% to 52% of our business is voice. And the rest of it is everything else. It's the cable, the fiber, the access control, the security cameras, our, our managed services agreement, all sorts of every everything else that we have to offer. Uh, digital signage. Uh, those are the businesses that are growing. You, As you're talking about that, that reminds me of something that we say on every intro to the podcast is we are communicating tomorrow's business needs today. Yep. You don't know where that slogan came I from? I do. I wanted you to tell that story. One word, Sarah, my wife. Oh, yeah. Yep. We were trying a few years ago to come up with some ideas about how do we tell people what do we do. She jotted that down, and I thought, man, I like that. And if you think about it, that's still what we try to do. We try to explain to people today what they're going to need tomorrow. You know, Gary, communicating tomorrow's business needs today requires vision. It does. It requires uh, ability to see what business needs are coming. So as we look at 2020, what business needs do you see? Any new products or technologies that you're excited about for 2020 for his call? Yes. Not the, one of the number one items, I believe, is the facial recognition. And that has come a long way since that first podcast. So it's only been one year and matter of fact, this week, three of the guys and myself went out to Texas, uh, outside of Dallas, to the NEC uh, uh, North American headquarters, and we saw their their newest of technologies to roll into. See, um, one thing we didn't mention is the their two products that we've got at our front desk that people come in and recognize. There's one product called Front Desk Assistant. And that's where somebody can come up, I believe we mentioned this before, where they can Mm -hmm. look at a tablet, register themselves, it takes a picture, and then it is part of our database. That database goes into facial recognition, which is another application. And now, every time this person comes in, the screen recognizes them and says, welcome to his call. That was the first step. Now, the NEC developers have come out with all these offerings that are just fantastic we are now implementing some of those things there's something like 60 different adapters to do all sorts of applications and stuff and we spent the whole day out in texas and we only saw about 10 to 12 maybe 
there's all these things it can do uh, help you in your business, whether it be retail, whether it be in airports, whether it be in uh, police departments, fire departments, banks, uh, utility companies, hospitals, nursing homes, just all kinds of applications. Example, some small applications that could be used in anybody's business. Employees look at a door, and we're going to have that implemented here probably within the month. They'll come in, uh, anybody in our database that we want to come through our door, because we have security here. Those folks that come regularly, like some of our vendors, our regular guests, some local folks here that are having meetings in our building or something, this will allow them just come right on in because they're safe, they're good, we know who they are, and they can go right to the front desk assistant, log in and put in who they're here to see, and immediately an email is generated to that person they're here to see and it pops up and they come up and greet their guests and you don't have to have somebody at the front desk now that is one of the neatest things i believe that could help and help any business honestly we'll have this deployed not only at the front door for that but we'll have it deployed at the back door and the side entrance and different things so that when our technicians come in they got their arms full they'll be able just to look and the door will unlock and they don't have to set the products down in the boxes and you know they can just go ahead and grab the door and walk on in and so forth and so on this to me could be real beneficial and if you think about it in hospitals and nursing homes for example you take a like drugs have been on the news for a long time the all the the opioid crisis and so forth well in hospitals nursing homes and like they'll have just a few people that are allowed in the in those type of drug closets. Well, this application could do that, where you don't have to worry about if they lost their badge or what's the code on the door. The person that's allowed to go in there, and you can use the badge picture put into the system, and it would allow and says, okay, I know it's you, I'm going to let you in. Uh, the accuracy of this system is just remarkable. In a bank, for example, uh, let's say that you've got a situation the reverse maybe the bank is open the front the the front door is open the four-year door doors unlocked obviously but let's say that there's an APB an all points bulletin out that this person's on the loose the bank could put that picture into their system and yes you could have cameras that would be set up far before they get to that door that if it recognizes this person it could lock the door in the foyer it could actually lock them in the foyer if, if, if you wanted to do that, but it could lock the door so it let, wouldn't let them in and set off an alert to people there to call 911. So there's all sorts of really, really, really neat things. Facial recognition continues to get a, a lot of attention in the, in the media. NEC is a recognized leader, and I'm excited to see how we continue to um, enhance mm -hmm. the product and integrate it into our processes and systems so well that application i just said is just one door unlock and lock mm -hmm. let me mention one more and then we'll get off that and move to whatever else you'd like let's say um, in a setting whether it be it could be hospital it could be a veterinarian's office it could be anywhere that there's a a registration area if these are patients guests maybe in a hotel that recurs or whatever if their picture is in the database it could tie to their crm 
and pop up on the screen and the person that might not have ever met this person could see it pulls up their record and says well good morning mr jones we're glad to have you and they will know who it is i mean Mm -hmm. immediately uh very very beneficial there's a lot of good uses for this and there's so many other applications we could take four hours talk about the applications this thing can do because it's just phenomenal right um what about any other products gary in 2020 anything new that oh we got some neat things um you mentioned the nurse call stuff that's always evolving but and that doesn't apply to that many customers obviously but low voltage lighting Low voltage lighting. Low voltage lighting is really intriguing to me. We're cutting our teeth on that. We're we're wrapping up two rooms. We're going to do a third room install here. It's really slick. Basically, the same brightness of lights that you would have in a commercial room. Instead of fluorescents, they're LEDs, like a lot of businesses are moving to LED anyway. But these are LED lights. Lay-in ceiling tile panels. You can have the uh, circular recessed lighting. But from that, you can change the colors. They go into apps. Uh, you got controls on the walls. Look kind of like light switches, but you can, of course, dim them and make them bright. And as I said, change colors and the tone and the hues and everything. But you, you can also put an app on your phone for all that. So let's say that you want to uh, have a meeting and let's say that you like the room a certain way chuck that this is the way chuck wants it done you can basically touch a button and say this is now set up the way chuck likes it all right if steve comes in two hours later he can have it a different way he doesn't you don't have to go play with all the settings again it's all that locked in now in the future i'm not going to say we're going to do it but we're very likely to do this tie it into our facial recognition to where you walk in the room and it knows it's time for you to have your meeting. It recognizes you, and it says, oh, Chuck, I'll go ahead and turn on the lights the that'd way you cool. want them. Yeah, isn't it, though? Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. So all these technologies, see, can tie together. Mm-hmm. Synchronized clocks is another thing. I've heard some talking about synchronized yep. clocks. It's an interesting idea. You know what? We didn't get into that until we've been very blessed to do a whole lot of work for a company that does surgical centers. And they have us go into all different states for them to basically anything communicating that they can do with us because they like working with us and we like working with them. So it's not just phone systems and overhead paging and the nurse call stuff. They said something about synchronized clocks. They had a need for that, and it's got to be precise. So sure enough, we found the vendors for that. We started down that path, and that has been a very good opportunity as well. We don't know exactly right now where all it's going to take us, but that's, that looks pretty good. I, I can see where that would be beneficial to a surgery center and also school systems. School systems, uh, your police departments, uh, fire departments maybe, ambulance services, uh, anywhere that accurate time is critical, they're, they're all going to be synchronized together. Okay. Well, Gary, it's exciting to see what 2020 is going to bring for his call. Uh, thank you for your vision. Thank you for everything that you do for us here. Um, thank you for supporting and promoting the podcast. Oh, well, thank you, Chuck. Um, uh, I've told you before, I think you're doing a fantastic job with these podcasts, uh, and I hope that our listeners uh, find them of value, too, and they'll send you messages about what 
hopefully if there's a comment or, or question or topic that they would like to hear, I'm sure that you'd be glad to put it out there. Very good, Gary. Thank you for saying that. I, I do want to thank you, the listener, for downloading and listening to the podcast. And as Gary said, I would love to hear to read your comments. You know, we all face challenges in our day. Sometimes they can be discouraging or create doubts. Sometimes they can be downright scary. As we leave the podcast today, I hope your vision is clear. And remember, don't be afraid, only believe. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the His Call Technology Podcast. Subscribe to this podcast so you can stay up to date with today's business communication trends. To learn more about His Call solutions for your business needs or to listen to previous podcasts, visit us at our website, hiscall.com. Thank you.